grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, how's everyone doing? Happy Thursday. Boy, this week is blowing by. I'm happy it is. I have, you know, I'm worried about my friends in Southern California right now waiting on Hurricane Hillary. Who would have figured, right? When we talk about, you know, that the global warming and all that, no, and no one believes it, yeah, here we are, have a hurricane watch down in Southern California. What is that about? Anyway, up here, it's just what it normally is. Hot, hot, and more hot. We have two days next week that's going to be around 85, and so I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, hot, hot, and even more hot. <laughs> My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means we can get to you. It might take us a while. Why? Because, you know, when people think of California, they think of us being kind of like Hawaii with nothing but sandy beaches and... You know, good-looking guys and and short and, and little swim trunks and gals and bikinis and all that. Well, it is like that, but that's our west coast. We have that our, our west coast, San Francisco on down, down south, up north it gets cold. But uh, we have that on our west coast. But the other thing we have is we have a lot of farmland. We have high desert. We have low desert, <laughs> normal desert. I don't call it normal desert, right? We have mountains, and. Uh, that's the issue. And so even though we have people down in your area, it might take us a day or two to get to you. Because depending on where you're located, even though I have, like I said, even though I have people it's in all these strategic areas, all right? But uh, what we do have, though, if, if, that, if, that, if that does happen to happen, is we've got uh, sensitives on staff who can call you and do a remote read on whatever, might be, whatever you think might be going on in your home or office. And those sensitives can calm things, you know, can talk to you about that. And in most cases, they can calm things down until we can get out there. And usually, honestly, it doesn't take more than one or two, you know, at least one or two delayed days for us to get out there. So if you're interested in having us come out to, to lend you a hand on what, whatever, whatever you think you might have going on, please do that. You can find us on Facebook under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio under my name. You can find us at Instagram under Ghosty Gal, and that's all lowercase. You can find us at TikTok under California Haunts. You can find us on YouTube under California Haunts or California Haunts Radio. You can find us on <laughs> Twitter under California Haunts and Twitch under Cal Haunts. See, I finally got it all the way. I didn't stop and go, what? It's a whole lot of kids. It's a whole lot of California Haunts. So, anyway, so yeah. So, we're here Thursday. It's kind of a rare Thursday to have Nancy on. My guest... Uh, Scheduled guest for tomorrow that uh, said that the only day she could possibly go on was tomorrow. So I, I, I asked Nancy if she would be willing to go on Thursday, and she nicely agreed to. So that's why we got Nancy on Thursday. So don't it confuses me because I think I'm off tomorrow, right? I get a little confused. <laughs> Doesn't take much. A couple of announcements that I have is Saturday I'm beginning a, a, what I call a meditation club. And the links to that are in are below Nancy's bio in, in the in the uh, layout for this show. Uh, what it is, it's a meditation club. You pay, you pay one fee for the month, and you get three to four meditations a week. And we concentrate on health. We concentrate on, on wealth. We concentrate on 
anything you want to concentrate on. And I take you through some guided meditations for that. So that's going to start Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific. So I hope so. I hope you guys become involved. And again, the links for that. That's going to be. Uh, you can sign up through uh, our meetup, California Hospital Paranormal Investigation Team meetup. But the link is the links are down below uh, the description of, the, of this show. Also below that one on Sunday, I'm going to be teaching a psychic development class too. And this is for people that uh, have have psychic abilities, but they don't quite know what it is they have. You know, not all psychics can do everything. Sometimes you sometimes you might have to get a gift of, of clear audience. You might have to get a clear voice, and things like that. With this class, we have exercises to look at those, and then we're able to see where you might be your strongest. Some psychics have it all, right? Some psychics can do everything. All right, so you never know until you try. So this is a class to figure out, you know, what you have going on, and it's also a continuation of the other class I taught you know, for, for the people that took the psychic development class one for me. So that's happening Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, please look that up over at the California Haunts Meetup as well. That link is, is down below the link for the uh, meditation clip. All right, okay, see? That was easy. That was really easy. Anyhow, tonight we're going to be talking with Nancy. Nancy's always got some wise words of you know, some wisdom for us, and so I'm looking forward to that. And we're going to be talking about you know intuitive guidance and things like that, and uh, I think I'll let Nancy explain it better. I just, you know, I'm just a host, but uh, let me bring Nancy in and uh, get this show on the road. Hi. Oh, I'm not lined up again. <laughs> I've, been playing with my, I've been playing with my computer trying to figure out how to. Anyway, hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> you want to move the kid over here. What's that? Okay. I had to move my kid over. Oh, your kid. Oh, I can barely see him. Yeah. Yeah. Son, yeah. Uh, your name, California Haunts, kind of knock, cuts him off. He's angry at me because no, nobody says hi to him, so he's angry at me. <laughs> so um, this, we do have a couple people. <laughs> there is somebody in the room. Hi, Jerry. Uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. the schedule gets mixed up. You might have to mention tomorrow night show, Shar, yes. that I'm played the night before. Uh, how can I recognize my own intuitive guidance is a really bigger topic. I mean, this is something that can go like 10 classes. So I did an overview, um, and I want to give credit to people who teach a class all the time. I have a class. Shar has a class. We all have classes. Uh, and they kind of take a little of this, a little of that, whatever that teacher has a preference for. Um, and sometimes it's good to take multiple classes so that when you get to a place where you are comfortable with who you are, you have a cross-reference. So right. I did Google. Um, I got some information. Don't know if I like it all. Pardon me. I don't know that I would use it all. I don't know that I've ever used some of these things. But yet, good-hearted people took the time to post it. That is important. I always tell Shar, mm -hmm. no matter what people, if you agree or disagree, the fact that they're on YouTube and they've taken the time to be there, uh, I give them all the credit in the world. Because it takes time and energy to do this. And um, I really have enjoyed the time with Shar, as well as I've had on Blog Talk Radio with her and um, Port Orange Paranormal. Um, Saturday Night Dead, and a couple other places where people invited me as guests. So it's been really fun. 
And tonight's you know funny about, on, real quick, you know, when you talk about blog talk, I talked to you about this the other day. Uh, I heard this gentleman on another show, and, I, and okay. I, I knew the name right away. And I thought I had had him on like this particular show. Oh. You know, <laughs> I was on we were always on Block Talk for like ten years, ten eleven years, oh. yeah. and I had a lot of a lot of guests on. <laughs> and so I've been doing this show since uh, twenty twenty. This particular format. So when I heard this man's name, I thought, well, maybe I asked him to be on my, be on here, and he didn't come on, or he was on before. So I start, I start googling through my my emails, you know, and I go back through all my emails, and I realize he was on my blog talk show. Oh my in gosh! This is the last time I talked to this guy, so he's going to be on next week. I'm just saying, they had the blog talk. That's all. It? When was it? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Were we doing blog talk then? Were you? Yep. Rather? Yes. Yeah, I I yeah, know I was doing it when I was in Arizona, and we moved back to California in two, 2013. And I think I did continue for a while until this format was uploaded. Right. But I yeah. I started blog talk in 07. And you must yeah. have been, we did blog talk until when? Um, 2012, maybe? I, for, yeah, like to 12, yeah, around there. I, and then I would do it off and on after. So that's why I ended up. I'm asking like 10, 15, 10 to 12 years on Block Talk because it was it's, off and on. When you think how about it, how many shows did we do? I have between a lot Block of shows. Talk Radio and this one, I would say hundreds. Not even to mention that I made the, I made the change to Talk Shoot for a while there too because Block Talk got. That's right. Um, talk Shoot. There were too many mm -hmm. people on Block Talk, so we were switching over to Talk Shoot. So I got like 20 shows over there. Yeah, and that was something I was going to mention tonight the usage of Block Talk Radio. So write that down, everybody that's starting to watch the show. And I, I'm getting out of order. One of the things that's missing is the ability that I had. Um, yes, I did go on Block Talk Radio. I did uh, readings with my sister. I've taken that site down, or we, we no longer work at her. She went back to work, and life took a different direction for us. Um, is the is a place to do readings, and Block Talk Radio is probably still the best. People get on there, and they do free readings. I don't know if you... But, but oh, papers. I don't know. You know, radio still is huh? the best. But then again, on TikTok, the psychic is right there doing the readings uh, as they're going. Okay, there's a bunch of that. Let, let me explain why. Let me explain. Okay, okay. Identity uh, being not seen and not known is a key right. to success when you're practicing. Block talk right. radio is voice only, and I encourage yes. anybody that's been practicing is to get on there and offer 15, I don't even know what's free anymore, 15 minutes to a half hour. You don't care. What you want to get to is being able to hear someone's voice, practice, mm -hmm. say anything to get it going. And all you need to do is make up a name, you know, Small Joe doing psychic readings for free. And just get on there. Even if you do it every week, every month, yeah. um, I would encourage you every week and two or three times a week when you get a little more comfortable. And the reason is, is that, you have to work it to get better. And yeah. so I would like to kind of, <laughs> absolutely, when my sister and I were on, we lived in the Arizona area, and we had a wildly good time. I have some amazing, I've kept uh, MP3, I have hard drives going back to 12, everybody. I've kept everybody. So I'll be sorting through them. Um, and listening off and on and for good stories, everybody. So if you want to follow me when this happens, 
uh, not to be in competition with Char. We do something different. This is going to be 15 minutes of people's live stories and mm -hmm. that you can hear yourself in, a, in their uh, issues. Um, so go over to my channel, Nancy Matt Psychic, and, um, or Psychic. <laughs> She'll put it up there. <laughs> oh, this is Sarah. This is Sarah. I got it up there. Yeah, my um, channel. And, uh, and then and to, be we'll perfect, to be perfectly honest with all this, I didn't intend to do this format when I came back. I was gonna go, I was gonna go to Block Talk again and just do it oh, over there. Yeah. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. that's why I built the studio the way I did. It's more designed for a, a real radio format. And then I'm gonna be perfectly honest with this. Okay. Uh oh, okay. Uh -oh. don't spill any personal stuff. <laughs> you know, but it's cheaper to do this than it is to do Block Talk now. Oh, absolutely. And they yeah. and I was on Block Talk for years and price got up. Um I don't think it's proper for me to say, but I was right. off for a while. And then, and then if you are still interested, they keep sending me discounts. I, mm -hmm. I think it's kind of going a different direction. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of people on there that would do receive uh, free readings. Absolutely. And I give yeah. a lot of people yeah. a lot of credit for, for going there. So I started the Spirit of Grace in 1990. And they immediately, um, the first night there, the pastor, pastor Ken Keck, and uh, he was reading the group. There was eight of us. And mm -hmm. I'd never seen that psychometry before. And he started, he picked everybody an object and he was holding it. And I was looking at him thinking, okay. <laughs> and it's a long story how I got there. It, we don't have enough time, but it was right. the universe talking, right? So yeah. my bio, my website. But anyway, he uh, was getting information. All of a sudden, click, I was getting it too. And I went, oh, my gosh, you know, and when he stopped, it didn't stop with me because I didn't know how to control it. Mm -hmm. It kept calming. And then all of a sudden I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be getting this. It startled me. It scared me. And I jumped up and I go, what is this? <laughs> and I had heard of it before. I don't I never been in a circle before. Uh, I was playing with a cat and I think I got uh, so. He says, well, why don't you try somebody else? And I picked up an object that happened, happened. So for weeks on end, and Jim Rasmus and a friend of the Kecks, he said to me one night in the circle, he says, don't touch anybody's object, just look at it. And then another time he said, don't look at it, look at them. And that's when I, I made the association that I was moving my life force back mm -hmm. and forth. So we have to get to a place of recognizing what it feels like, and that's some of the things I want to cover tonight, is is a lot of us have already, you wouldn't be in this arena if you hadn't had some kind of experience, everybody, or your child or somebody else had some kind of abilities around you, and you mm -hmm. go, what is this? Or, I want it. Uh, rarely do I talk to somebody who is, people call me up when they want a reading, oh, I don't have any intuitive, and then during the course, something will come up, and I go, really? <laughs> You do, you do. And uh, I think we're all migrating to a new level of consciousness on the planet. And those of us that have these abilities are going to outshine and be more than everybody else. It's just going to be evolution. And part of the UFO phenomena we talk about is those individuals that are captured and taken on ship, like, uh, you know, right, right. is because of the abilities. And I've had several people tell me, boy, they've really tweaked with you a lot. <laughs> You're just not normal. <laughs> go, Wait a minute, I remember you know? back in, when I first started doing blog talk and, you know, they were just coming out with people that had been 
contact, I have to say contactees, but I'll get in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, contactees, and, and when they talked about hybrids, at one time online, you could find a description of what hybrids are, what mm -hmm. to look at, what to look for. And one of the main things that they had listed as a hybrid was somebody that was psychic. <laughs> that was the main thing. And, and they had been, and the psychics probably had these big foreheads. Some of the forehead, Nancy. The big foreheads. And, huge. you know, the, the huge foreheads, and they were psychic. And that's what they were. If, if you had intuitive abilities, that, 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 was, that was marking you as a, um, as, a, as a hybrid. And so it's, it's interesting to see how far things have evolved with that even because I mean back then you didn't and back then you still had Whitey Streber you know the the, the yeah. main people that had been abducted you had like there was like a handful of people that everyone mm -hmm. knew about Travis Walton, Whitey Streber you know and a, and yeah. a couple others and over the last few years yeah. it's turned into Preston Bennett and and this gentleman oh by the way we have to announce next week oh next week's gonna be fun you know and, and you got all these other people that are starting to come up because there's because the more people hear stories, like like with ghost hunting, I mean, at first everybody laughed at us all, and now it's right. like every day you can walk in anywhere and go, "Oh, you have a ghost," because it used to be you'd, you'd go out <laughs> on eggs and you know, uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm into ghost hunting, you know, but you can't, it, it, it doesn't do that anymore. Same thing happened with UA, with UAPs and UFOs and stuff. That's right. Next That's week, right. real quick before we get going and get really rolling with this, we got a special week next week. I haven't done a conference with California Haunts in a long time. And we're going to do kind of like an online conference next week. And what we're doing is it's going to be nothing but UFOs and UAPs and all that kind of stuff. And I've got some great guests lined up. And I've even got a couple of contactees that you guys have probably never even heard of. I've never heard of them. And they have new books out. Uh -huh. And so they're going to be with us next week. I've got someone from uh, Northern California, MUFON, coming on. Yee-hoo! Next week, I've got a gentleman who... Uh, the one I was talking about from 2016 on my blog talk show, who actually flew on Air Force One with the pre with one of the presidents, and he has designed a pair of infrared oh. binoculars or goggles or something where he can yeah. actually see these Tic Tacs, and he's got like over 3,000 photos of Tic Tacs of those Tic Tacs. So he's going to be on. So it's going to really be a fun. I do too. It's going to be like a fun week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a fun week. Okay. That being said, we'll get back on track. But um, <laughs> we do have change for everybody. Huh? Yeah, that's, why, that's why we always say an hour. You know how it is, guys. We just slide wherever we slide. That's how we just Nancy and I well, do on the show. I'm, I'm easy here. Um, with guests, you sometimes have to keep them uh, because that's what they're expecting. Anyway, I want to go back to. Um, well, yeah, the, it's, it's a pity that I can't, you know, like I drink water. That's all I can drink because of my medication. It's just a pity I can't drink other stuff. <laughs> if you wonder where these conversations are going. Like my husband brought me. Like my husband yeah, see? Suck down a wine cooler while I'm on the air, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I loved it. That was really fun. He, he, brave, he was brave coming in. Uh, I have been loving my cats, and now I got hair in my mouth. Uh, my father. So my husband, huh? When my mother retired, my father was still working. It was when Costco was really kicking in the gear. And the first wine coolers they had out were awful. I mean, it was just... Were they? I don't... Yeah, they were like I, pineapple, pineapple, lemon. I mean, the, the flavors were just... <laughs> I I can't remember. After, the, after the couple of you, you drank, it was okay. My dad would buy them by the case for my mom and I. Because we were home. 
because he liked that when he got home that my mother and I were in good moods. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so we sit there in the afternoon. So people don't know the story. I don't drink either. And in fact, if someone says you want to drink, I go, if you make it for me. <laughs> and I don't like wine. I don't like beer. And Ooh, I don't like beer at all. My American, I wanted to explain something about the um, UFO abductee issues. Go ahead. Uh, we'll get my, on father, this. my father's family go back to the Vikings, Norway, Sweden, English, Irish, Scotch, but he is typical of that look. Tall, blonde, blue eyes, hazel blue. Oh, the Nordic UFO people. Yeah. yeah. So he goes, the lineage goes back. He's the one I got this mediumship bird. My mother, See? my mother crazy. So his mother had the gift. He had the gift. I have it, but I resemble, look like the Indian side. Right. But then, so he passed away when I was six. And it was maybe 20 years ago. My mother told me one day we were talking and she says, you know, I have always had a good intuition also. And here's this little woman admitting to me after all these years, I says, oh, I have the Irish leprechauns uh, on one side and the spirit worshipers or the Indians on the other side, where my sister is a Nordic looking blue eyed blonde, mm -hmm. a little taller than I am, um, takes after his side of the family, but she has a gift also, but not to, to the degree I do. And it, mm -hmm. it's just a, a matter of, can we all practice enough and get there? Maybe, but I've always been this way. Um, got into this 1990, but in 84, at work, I predicted a death that was going to happen to my friend, told her about it in her family. And that night, her aunt, her aunt hammered to death her husband. And the Whoa. next morning, national news. And there were like six other women in the office that day. And Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. And... <laughs> She reminded me after I told her I talked about her the night before. She says, "Oh, you did other things. Remember that lady went to the walked across the room, and I happened to be with my friend. I keep wanting to say all these names. I don't have their permission. I was standing with my friend that one that the murder. And before that, um, she was telling me that this lady friend in the office who was single with two boys. Um, I said, "Oh, there's a girl following her," and and she said, "Really?" I says, "Yeah, she's a spirit." And it's going to, she, and of course I told the girl and she says, I'm not married. I'm never going to get married. <laughs> Guess what? She got, she got married and had this girl. <laughs> I remember my grandmother so, was a Kulandera okay. and she had the abilities. My mother would never admit that she had the ability to one day we pull up because, because when I would do like stories and, and investigations or we go out live on Block Talk, I'd always make sure I went to the place ahead of time to get a feel oh. for it. Okay. So we go up, get my paycheck on a Friday, and I said, well, let's go to Diamond Springs Hotel and check it out, go to lunch, my mom and dad and I. And we pull up to the hotel, and this is my mother. She's in her 60s. I love I this. I love this story. story. There's a and, feeling she looks, like and she looks at me, and she goes, oh, the children are playing up there. Well, there was a man she thought was handsome one time. And then another was it time. The, yeah, the one with yeah, the cowboy. The yeah, cowboy. and then another time, I think she saw some Asian men or something. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were sitting on top of the hood of the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, then she had Native Americans too, because we were doing this this case in this house out in Folsom. Oh, I love these stories. She Your was mother, talking. I didn't really she, liked her. she was talking. She she called them old Indians that were coming up to talk to her. But it was funny, and the funniest one was 
I forgot about the Diamond Springs thing because it happened so long ago, and we were yeah. out on a prelim out here off Elvis Avenue here in Sacramento, and there had been a murder in this place. And so we, we get done interviewing the guy. My mom waited in the car. So Mickey and I get in the car, and we're driving back around, around 50, coming back. And all of a sudden, she goes, oh, there was blood everywhere. He was over in the corner. <laughs> and Mickey almost hit the brakes, and we were like, what? You know. <laughs> Why didn't she say something? Well, um, on Block Talk Radio with the yes, or Orange Paranormal, when I've done, uh, like like you, the kids of, who watch a show here, I've done remote readings of location. Right. And it's only a few times I've seen that kind of blood, murders, um, particularly. And I don't like it. But remember, they're already gone, so I'm just seeing the after effects. And I, that's why I won't work with people who have missing kids that could be murdered or trying to find Because I'm too sensitive for that. Can just, honestly I can automatic block it. I can't. And all the cases I did with my team, we probably had like three places where we handled the murder. And the one that was the most graphic was was this house oh. in, 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 in Vacaville, or Vallejo, okay. that we did. Mm -hmm. Sabrina came out with us. Oh, boy. And, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you, can see, you can see where that was going up. I. <laughs> once she had her, let's get relaxed drink, and off we went, right? <laughs> so she walks in, and the, this lady had this antique. You know, old boy, another old boy, antique. She had one of those big antique um, dress thing, um, closets, whatever the booth with doors and all that stuff, whatever they yeah. call them. Standing in the lone closet. Yeah. And the first thing Sabrina says is, oh, my God, there's blood, there's blood, there's blood. He cut yeah. the children up and shoved them in the drawers. Wow. I can't do that. Yeah, that's yeah. too hard yeah. for me. We need to go listen. Okay, let's go it. Go it. Okay, we're done. I'll shut so up. No. the reason I bring it up, me, and everybody's going to think it's always about me promoting me. No, is because I <laughs> yeah. have a reference point of being able to talk about this. So I was before this an out of control psychic. I was getting oh, hits and yeah. reading people and situations, and of course I wouldn't say something. I would go somewhere like a restaurant or they go to the mall. There's a lot of people around. Mm -hmm. um, it was just not good, and. Mm -hmm. um, Families, things, oh, you know, um, I don't want to go there, but even family dynamics, getting together with peoples was always more uncomfortable for me because I could feel the energy of it. Uh, my mm -hmm. first husband went into police work, very bad, very bad on me. And I look back and I wonder if sometimes all that trauma and drama that was around him, he was undercover narcotics, illegal drug devices, and uh, I always get this wrong. <laughs> Uh, illegal devices and fraudulent doctors and whatever, whatever. And he would come home with bunches of energy on him that were wrong. And it was like he was around people that not necessarily every day would be there, but the mm -hmm. frustration, anger of, of the environment he worked in because they were investigating these people. And he would come home and I'll own some of why we didn't work is because I just couldn't deal with it. And uh, and so when you marry so young, we date all through high school, and the progression of my not knowing him was progression of him getting very deep into the police work, undercover narcotics, illegal devices, and fraudulent doctors. I got it right there. And that can really change people. And the highest divorce rates are police people's, firemen mm -hmm. type of things mm -hmm. because of the drama and the trauma they go through. Yep. And I'm looking for him. Anyway, so being out of control, you can appreciate that environment 
triggering me all the time because I was in engineering, very quiet, <laughs> very easy environment. And, and when I was around somebody that would have energy, like the woman friend who was have an experience, a mother called her up middle of the night and said, the police have arrested your aunt. And what happened? What happened? Well, she killed her husband and right. um, it was terrible. She did get off because he'd been very abusive. It was a landmark, um, I think it was 1984, Newcastle, California, Auburn Folsom Boulevard. Someone wants to look it up. I don't know how to look at things up, but that was quite a deal because she um, was clearly abused and um, not that anybody deserves death, but mm -hmm. anyway, it was what it was. And when I joined the Spirit of Grace, and it's a long story, everybody had cancer, I got divorced. I got into this for finding out what, why bad things happen to good people. And I found my place and left telephone company and got into this. And one of the things that this was able to give me was control of my life. And being that I was always turned, this energy was always turned on mm -hmm. was what I spoke to earlier about the block talk radio is that you need to have a platform where you feel safe. No one knows you, no one has your name where you could do readings and you relax and you move your energy back and forth. That mm -hmm. turn it on, turn it off is the best thing you can ever learn. You don't have to have to tap into everybody. I visit with Shar quite a bit. I never tap into her unless she asks a question or all the people that call me. And I do turn off the ringer on the phone some because it's not what I want. I don't want to do that. Uh, I it's want to go play. Energy huh? a little bit along this line is that I teach that psychic development class one. And the reason why I teach that is because, like Nancy says, when psychics first realize they have this, 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 this I'm going to say power, when they realize they have these abilities, this power. <laughs> they, don't have to, they don't know how to control it. They don't know how to open and close that door. Because once that door is open, not, not, no, not everything yeah. nice is going to come through. So, uh, um, yeah, right. Like she's saying, the way she's talking about doing it on the, in that format is the same thing that I teach as far as teaching people how to open and close the door. Right, because they have to I've, I've seen more psychics, budding psychics, run out of room screaming during an investigation because they don't close. They're not able to close that door. Right, right. And what she means by that, open and close the door, is turning on, turn it off, or yeah. closing it back. Wait, we move yeah. our. So I want to cover some of this and move our energy from us outward. Oh. So when I was talking to my little friend in '84, I I met her in '77, and she was just a darling. Oh my gosh. Um, five feet two, 80, 90 pounds kind of a person. I just mm -hmm. want to hug her all the time. And I really cared for her. So every time I see her, oh, it's you, it's you, you know. And so I picked up that, that night, there'd be a terrible thing. And the mother would turn over to my friend, the paperwork, because I said, this is going to happen and you're going to have to do paperwork, but it's okay. And, and unfortunately, that's what happened. Um, the idea, and I want to may take a little longer, everybody so stay with us, is that when I was able to be part of the spirit of grace, I, I realized that control was everything. Because if you're always on the on, you want to read everybody and you walk up to them or you see family, you always blah, 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 blah. It will absolutely drain you. And this is a phenomenon that Shar and I have noticed is that people who've doing this, I've been doing this 33 years and I've had some serious illness. So I'm kind of wondering, not the cancer, I had the Graves disease, but I had it for 10 mm -hmm. years before some of the girl was wrong with me. And it's like, I've had other things and your body gets depleted. 
And I tell people, mm -hmm. I probably luckier than most people. I'm a very muscular person and I was an athlete. And so we create energy from our muscle masses. So being a runner and, and a horsewoman and all things I've done, I think I've been able to be able to do the volume I have because I'm endless amount of energy. Not so much now because of my aging, but I've always been able to continue. So controlling it keeps more of you to you without you sacrificing you to do this business. Important point. So when you're doing blog talk radio, you could do 15 minutes every night mm -hmm. and you'll be surprised how many people you can tap into quickly. So the idea of blog talk radio is move yourself to that voice. That's very important. I had a lady, um, I need to talk to her too. Ooh. So I live in Orville, Orville Dam, and she is in the town Old Folsom. Yeah, Folsom, California. So she's clear across the country. Well, I have clients in Malta, Italy, England, Switzerland, Singapore, Australia. I mean, you know, I can keep going because I don't hear from Russia. I don't hear from countries I can't talk, you know, talk to. I did have a Greece fellow. <laughs> and so his, uh, I don't remember if she lived there, but she was English speaking and he would write his questions out and then she would ask me mm -hmm. and you wonder, how is that possible? I just love it. I can't, I can't believe it. it's really fun. And when you're getting into this, you practice. So Block Talk Radio, Radio will teach you how to focus on the voice. There is no time and distance in the ether. It's just, keep your hands down, Nancy. It's just amazing to me that I can do this talking to Italy, they're American peoples, they retired there, and all three of their daughters are in the state. So I put my mind to her voice, and then she says the daughter's name. She puts her life force to a daughter. I go from my, me to her to the daughter in two or three seconds. That fast. Amazing. It's so exciting if I could get everybody to do this. There's not enough people that are, there's a lot of us out there. But if you can be added to the people to help other people why not mm -hmm. and I find it very exciting and yes it's scary um, I've had people say to me oh my god I don't excuse me I don't know if I could do this because what if I'm wrong and I've told people very carefully very gently I said you say what you pick up what period there's no wrong answers there's no wrong answers the reason is and this happened happened to me a couple times I remember I well the couple people that I could not read uh, and it wasn't the drug addicted kids. The cocaine girl was really easy. It was the one <laughs> the that really. Girl. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's um, funny. Well, <laughs> anyway, and uh, uh, I used to entertain the old Ironsides. I think. Oh, yeah. Them, uh, uh, was it 13th and S Street? Yes. And I'd be down there starting at 11, 1130 at night. Oh, easy drunk people are easy just wow <laughs> yum yum <laughs> and i've entertained on uh, uh the boat in sacramento um that's made into a, a used to be um a harbor boat and it used to float i can't remember the name of it i've entertained on amtrak <laughs> and it was you know i got seasick on amtrak i entertained on uh, cruise ships and if they're drinking, they're easy. 
I would, you know, so you're talking to an audience and the ones that were hardest were the spouses. My spouse sent me to you. My wife thinks I'm all screwed up. I'll never forget that statement. It was like talking to a brick wall. And the other one, the other people that'd be very hard is when their wishes, hopes, wants, and desires. That one question they want is the only thing they want to answer to. Wow. Is he going to call? Did he, did I ruin our relationship? Sometimes I have to read above it, go two or three months down the road through her time to see if I can see him. Did someone in here just break up with a dark-haired man? Going to listen? Well, there's a blind man coming two to three months. How do I do that? Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Just, I don't know how to do it. I'm I asked you, and you, 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 you said something about it earlier, was that it's very rude for a psychic oh. to get into your psychic space without your permission. Very, mm-hmm. very rude and that's poor taste. So, so if you're out shopping and this has happened to me when I'm in the Dollar Tree or like like, like I went to this fireplace place to look at to look at electric fireplaces and this mm-hmm. woman stopped me in the parking lot. Very rude. I did had that happen at a gas station and the woman walked up to me and it was one of those groups of people and mm-hmm. she just really wanted to talk to me. I said, You have no idea who you're talking to. I really don't want your advice. And she was absolutely, I, and then I says, do you want me to do it to you? You want me to tell you about yourself? And she said, no. I think yeah. she picked up on my energy. Like when she approached me and did that, oh, boom, big pop, you know, like, oh, <laughs> what are you? <laughs> and she looked at me with those eyes big. I said, do you want me to talk to you about you? And um, anyway, so want to get back. Well, a lot of that too is tact because a lot of, a lot of the psychics that are doing that do not have the tact that a professional psychic does. And they may have they may have seen something flash in front of them that didn't look so good. And they'll say, "Oh my God, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna die tomorrow. There's gonna be a car accident." And I, it's like, I don't, yeah, it's very hard to because what I want to get back to is what you say. Okay, so I I talked to another friend, um, Donna Vasquez. She sh- showed up on the scene probably, um, oh my gosh, um, eight, eighty nine or ninety on. Uh, KFBK, one of those days she did readings on live mm-hmm. air, or 1350, 1530 or 1350, I can't remember. Anyway, I touched base with her, and she was just lovely. Um, and I asked her about that. I says, what if you're afraid, or you say the wrong thing? She says, sometimes people can't hear the truth, so you have to tell them what they're willing to hear, even if it's wrong, because that's mm-hmm. what keeps them going. And I, I have hard time with saying something wrong but yet if the information is given to me that way or if i get information and this is what i'm supposed to say because you cannot not say it mm-hmm. then that is what they only can hear and mm-hmm. i tell people i'm pretty in the face kind of a person so maybe if someone says oh you scare me i don't want, i said thank you go away i don't want i don't do flowers and rainbows i don't know how to talk like that i'm an engineering person so this happened to me, I think it was yesterday, a lady called and her daughter died in July. And the daughter had a troubled life and she had been into drugs and it, it was killing her. And she got out of drugs, but it was still killing her. And, and I, I picked up a couple of things and I said, oh, I'm going to be right. I'm going to be wrong. I can't, can't judge it. And I heard her say, um, I'm done with this body. I'm no, I'm done with this life. And I thought, well, she's only 39. What does that mean? 
And the woman said to me, that was one of the last conversations she had with her, is that she looked at her mom and said, I'm done with this life. Wow. I'm trying really quick to think what the other thing it was. Um, but similar, very obscure type of message. Oh, so the next thing I saw, and you can't judge us, you have to really say it. And this is what I got, is that uh, the grandmother had pulled her out of her body, uh, helped her out of her body, not pulled her out because she was willing to, she was ready to die. Um, and the woman said, come in with me. And I could see her just pulling her out of her body. And they immediately went to a hill with flowers on it. And it was very green. It was lovely, lovely, lovely. And as they're walking up this hill, on just on the crest, on the other side to the right, I mm -hmm. could see water weight. And it wasn't the ocean. It wasn't a harbor. It was a big, what we call medium-sized stream. Big enough, I could see it from a distance. And I said, that's where they are. And she wants you to know that's where she is. This is important. She says, I know exactly where you're talking about. I go, uh, the woman lives um, in Canada above New York. Pennsylvania direction. And uh, I says, you do? What is it? She says, well, that's where she took me. So when I get the ceremony, which will be in a few weeks, I guess, um, that's where she's going to scatter her ashes. She says, I know exactly where you are because she took me there. And she said she wanted her ashes scattered on the hill. And I'm going, well, okay. And she said other things, but those stood out to me because they were a challenge of my, um, like, oh, I get a visual. Is that mm -hmm. me creating that visual? Because it's kind of nice, right? No, it was exactly what they were looking at. And the second one is a 39-year-old would say to her mom, I'm done with this life. You know, that 39 is really young, but the drugs mm -hmm. had killed her. And the hardness, the, the difficulty of her living her life uh, wore her out. And... Um, the mom was really okay with that because it's been so difficult with her. Tough to talk to moms and dads when they've lost children. Because you know, what they tell me sometimes is not what the parents always get, want to hear. Oh, mommy, I'm so sad I left, whatever, whatever. And it wasn't that at all. She was done. Mm -hmm. And that makes me realize um, that we can't judge what we say. So the practice I'm telling you to do, absolutely go there. Uh, in an, Learn to control your life force. Now, with that, I'm trying to get to a place where we can talk about some of the steps. Now, when you're watching, if you have a chance to watch on YouTube, on the lower right-hand side, you will go across the three buttons, hit that, and it will say you want to transcribe of this video, and it will pop up on the right side. So if I talk too quick, you can always go back and just write these things down. Um, how I initially receive intuitive hits then talk about being in the church. Okay, so when I was earlier, I said to you, I was an out-of-control psychic. And I was maybe luckier than most people. If I've been tweaked by the UFO people, so be it. I didn't know it, but I got the gift legitimately from my father. He got killed when he was 33. And one of the things that drove my mother absolutely crazy was that his father always was there, his dead father. And so my father, Bruce, would be having conversations with his dead father all the time. And then he would start talking to his mother. And she lived in a different house in a different part of the city. Looney Tooney. <laughs> <laughs> and he was only 33. So, um, and then he, he got killed. And so that's another story for another night. Anyway, uh, 
was he in control? I think he'd been this way for so long that I think he could control it. But clearly, his parents touch base with him, and then he would talk. Because I, I never remember her saying he was such a conversation. It was always them talking to him first. Right. Especially the dead dad would show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you want to control it, what I want to be very careful with is your intuitive guidance on how to get to a place of recognizing through what we're going to talk about, that control factor. So coming again, I, we kind of went off track a little bit. When I joined the Spirit of Grace in 1990, that gave me a platform for them to give me more instruction, which I'm going to talk about, and a place to tra- practice. That's what's missing in society nowadays is spiritual churches. I'm in Orville. I was in half a dozen other places, and mm-hmm. there's not many places where you have a platform. Um, yes, I work for East West Bookstore. They no longer in existence, and I would read <clears throat> once or twice a month the audience, 30 to 50 people, just like Spirit of Grace. And then I would do all the psychic fairs I could go to uh, for 15 years, um, completely almost wore myself out. I think that's why I got sick with Graves' disease. I overdid it. I was talking mm-hmm. to Eastwood Bookstore. I was doing psychic fairs, and every Friday night it was at Eastwood Bookstore, plus the people that came to me for readings. So it helped me learn pa- my control and keep my power, but it also wore me out. So I'm always cautious to tell people, jump right in, enjoy this. It's amazing. Some of the information I've received is absolutely godsmacking. So there's, Shar, um, another night, we got to talk about what some of the things I I know that. Yes, absolutely. Got to have to do that. Uh, not next week. Next week is UFO, and she's going to pick a topic for me. So anyway, I want to go here. Um, so I was, I was getting these hits all the time. And how did I see it or feel it? Well, I'm one of those rare, I, luckily, thank you, my father, Bruce, is I would have pictures. I would see visuals. And that was important, like the visual of the hill that girl wants to use her ashes. And then I could hear her voice in my head. Um, and people say, well, how do you hear the voice? Do you hear it in your voice? I just hear her voice. Um, I can tell the difference between a feminine voice and a masculine voice, uh, which is some people have a masculine voice. As you get older, my voice has gotten deeper. So do I sound masculine? I still sound feminine. There are some people who have naturally huskier voice, women, and there's men who have softer. But the undertone of the persona is either feminine or masculine. So Let's just not go any further than that. So that's how I would hear a masculine or a feminine. Um, you may not re- realize, you may not receive a conscious voice as much as a nudge in the beginning. So when people speak to me of, um, I'm a, I haven't been trained yet, blah, 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 I says, well, how many times have you had that instinct that if you went to a grocery store, you're not going to find what you want? Or you're driving, and this, <laughs> this is one of my gifts. I always know when I'm, and driving in a dangerous area. Either someone's going to, so track this, find a car and feel the car. Are they going to pull into your lane in front of you or behind you and cut you off? That's a good way to start. Ask yourself, is there police in the, in the neighborhood? Always ask yourself everywhere you go. Whoops. Everywhere you go. We're not having an earthquake. I moved a table. So sometimes you pick something and you focus on it. It helps you unconsciously then consciously, because you're asking to get nudges. Oh, I got to slow down. 
oh, I got to watch for the car. Those are nudges. That's not a conscious, you just have a gut feeling. Absolutely, that's intuition. But by doing that, it gets you a place of realizing you can ask, is, am I safe in the car today? Is someone going to move into my lane? I can do that all the time. I don't know if I ask enough, but they, I'm going to visit um, some people next Sunday, and I'm going to have to go through Marysville, Highway 65 to Galleria. Worst traffic ever. And I'm going to be asking a lot. <laughs> I drive a great big van. They're not going to miss me so much as when I had the Volkswagen. But I am going to ask, am I safe? Is there someone going to pull my lane? No, they probably won't because they can see mm -hmm. me better than the Volkswagen. But if you do that, you'll start realizing you can get that nudge. And then I want to bring up another thought. Um, there's something to be said about asking universe for guidance or help, or you make a statement as a pledge to God at the universe, the divine, the diva, whoever the force be with you. And mm -hmm. I did that. I had the cancer and a year and a half later said, well, we'll watch you for 15 years, but we think you're okay. And I was in the Volkswagen, Volkswagen then. I've always had a Volkswagen. And I was in the Volkswagen coming down the freeway on my birthday, May 4th, uh, April 30th, 1990. And I have a pledge, everybody. I said, thank you for my life and my sanity. Because mm -hmm. clearly I almost lost my, my sanity as well as my life. Um, if you wish, I'll work for you the rest of my life. And in essence, what I was saying, you keep me alive, I'll work for you the rest of my life. And in that moment, and this is like half a dozen people call me up or write, no, please, the car shook. And it was not the Volkswagen. It was not the freeway. There was no wind. And went, Rah. and I went, ah, who heard me? <laughs> it's like it scared me. I've never had like do that. And uh, May 4th was the following Friday. And the universe directed me, get those nudges, drive this way, this way, this way. And I end up spirit of grace. It does happen. There are stories like that. And the other time, because I was learning to trust, I lived in Polly Pines and I, I drove a geostorm. I've always had these little cars and it was a whiteout coming out of Plasville, headed up the hill. It was a whiteout. And you remember that? I think the girl's name was Pickler. She talked about Jesus take the wheel. Mm -hmm happened to me and I was driving and I had no idea because absolutely the snow that uh, it was absolute white out and I felt like I had to do this but my hands were loose and next thing I know I hit the curb I hit something and my car leaped over this way I didn't do that someone had me do that and I go oh my gosh well later on I found out if you may have the memory of Placerville, probably was, um, oh my gosh, 93 or 94. People were driving up the hill. It was not stormy, it was clear weather. And they saw this naked woman laying on the side of the road. Yep. And they went, oh my gosh, what happened? And they got to that spot and the woman disappeared when they got out of the car. So they went down and found her dead in the car, but her child was in the seat next to her in a strap. And it had been three days. Guess where it was when I, it was that spot, that stretch. And it was a cliff going down. If my geostorm hadn't hit something that was in my way, 
I would have bounced and disappeared because it was a, a cliff. I mean, not cliff, but, you know, straight down. But I had been doing this for uh, four years, five years, rather, uh, 96, winter of 95, 96. And that instinct took over. Like, okay, I didn't yell out, Jesus, take this wheel, because at the moment this is happening, you don't think that clearly. She wrote the wonderful song. Do you remember what it was called? Jesus, take the wheel. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. Was that? Yep, yep. I look back and I, at the moment you, that song was sung, she did have that in her mind. The only thing I was thinking of is I couldn't see. Absolutely. And I knew I was going fast enough that if I hit the curb just right, then I was going over the cliff. And mm -hmm. so, um, so when you cut away freeway, it's made through a mountain pass there's hills and dales they cut through a mountain but then, then you have the edging and then you have another hill where they have to cut through and evidently i somehow turned the wheel just enough to my left that it hit that curb and it threw me back on the road and i look back and go all the jar and i talk about all close calls i i've had two men like cat of nine lives and that was a big one and then when I realized where it was, what that girl was seeing, that naked girl, um, she saved her son. It was amazing. It was big news in those years. I would not, Char, I don't remember. Do you remember that? I wouldn't know how people could look up that article because it's right. Yeah, you, you, you can Google it for Placerville ghost legends. There you are. Okay, so it's look that up. Ghost legends. ghost legends. And um, I, she, I don't know why she was shown to be naked. But she was on the side of the road. And that's when someone drove by and went, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why is that girl naked? Oh, my God. She's had trouble. Something happened. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't naked. She was in the car dead. And so it got attention. If she, you know, Okay. Going back to this. Uh, so you may not receive a conscious voice. It may be the nudge. It may be another way of telling you, let go of the wheel. It may be something unconsciously are greater than you remember the car like this and it's big enough that you cannot deny it. you have to go to a place of realizing this is bigger than you are and make sure you pay attention now i don't know all of us have had it and the way to start it is saying you go into a place grocery store you drive in and go am i going to find a parking to my left or to my right keep asking eventually you're going to start getting that unconscious unconscious directionals um how many times you've gone to a store and you go i have to have mustard you get in there and there's no mustard yeah you, you knew that like you're feeling like oh don't go and you go oh and i've done that i've done that and i'll say well shoot if i go there's not gonna be that miles not go and it's before this the store can restock the shelves. I might as well just stay home and then go the next day. So that's what that is. Okay. Can meditation help with hearing a voice? Well, yes and no. And what I mean by that is, is I don't meditate. I, uh, Spirit of Grace, um, Ken and Ollie loved meditation. And I'm an ADHD kind of a person, a personality. Um, I'm not rambunctious or anything, but I am very um, motivated to keep busy. Is that a good way? <laughs> like I'm never without a project or something to do next. 
um, sure. I've had friends tell me, you could retire, Nancy, but you'd just get right back in this because it's what you like and you like being busy. What, what does retirement mean? Retirement means not to do anything. Well, I can't do that. I might as well stay working, everybody, because I love it. I love this. I can't. And that's why I want to encourage you. I can't. Some days it's really hard for me to believe that I've helped so many people. What a gift and opportunity to give back. Are you going to earn uh, brownie points when you pass over? Well, I think when you pass over, you're going to feel good that you, you had a good life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's no greater gift than service to others. Always remember that. And what Char said earlier about telling people things that they're not asking is an invasion of their free will. And I always tell people never wound another soul. And we all have without realizing it. We all say things once in a while. And I always have to keep myself in check because I'm just a human being. And I'm always mean well. I never want to hurt anybody. But one of the greatest things I've learned is there's, okay, everybody, be calm here. I'm not sure we'd have much free will. After all these years, I'm not sure because people come back, oh, everything's you said. And I think to myself, well, did they follow everything I said on the tape to make it happen? A lot of the people that call me up say, oh, well, I put it away and never found it again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and found it just now, left 20 years or something. And then I realized that of the free will you have, your anxiety to make that choice to the end result, I can already see. You have to get into this business to find that is magic. Is that the physics or the way the universe works or that we can talk to spirit people and say, I'm done with this life. Mm-hmm. What greater gift is there? I encourage everybody to get in this to some degree because it could be at some point, even if you help one person, then your life was worthwhile. If you can help one person of the turmoil of their personal life or their activities, love life, their mm-hmm. work or the loss of child, there's no greater gift than being able to say, I'm so glad I helped you. The downside is, and I know that we all charge, I wish, here everybody, we have to pay our bills. And I'm just like everybody else, the cost of everything goes up, I have to charge. So at this age, I can't work as many hours. So I have to charge accordingly. So sometimes with meditation, I wanna go back to that. Meditation is a way of discovering who you are and the peripheral of your body and the boundaries of who you are. So if you start meditating, what I want you to learn, I want you to learn what your head feels like, your shoulders feel like, your arms feel like, your body feels like, your feet Mm -hmm. feels like. Because until you can just say, I know what the energy of my life force is around my body, I can feel it. Feel comfortable. Then I want you to get a balloon. Put it down and then put your hands together until you can feel the electricity that you generated by holding those balloons up. Do it two or three times and then do it with your hands and then move it closely because you'll feel the life force of your body, the electrical force that we all have that never dies, that's part of our spirit that moves on, is part of our body and it's part of your shoulders, part of your face, part of it. And then then we go to the next step through meditation you have steps but you can also make those steps by playing with your force is realizing that force can be moved and i want you to bring to your 
mind people you love. Um, American Indians, we don't have a lot of hair. Well, my son said to me once, thanks a lot, mom. <laughs> he, he, he goes to work and he has a little electric shaver. Five minutes. <laughs> he's done. And he's 50, let's see, 51 now. Is that right? Uh, and he still can't grow a beard. What a blessing now. Is he complaining? I doubt it. <laughs> what I love, and I do this enough, uh, I, y'all have a smell. I want you to think of something you love, everybody. Even if it's, I love these silly cats. My husband's out there with the cats, keeping them quiet for me. Uh, I can go to my son. I can think about him. And I can put my face against his and smell him. Ah. Uh, just do it to somebody you love. How many grandmas are watching this? Go to that baby, that child, great-grandchildren. Mm. There's nothing that smells better than a, a young child, baby, infant. You can do it to your pets, too. Not quite the same stuff. But if you go to someone you love and then you realize, I was thinking strongly of that person I love. And I can smell them. My son just got a kiss on me. I, I kissed him because I can feel his skin. He's quite thin. And I just know, I can tell it's him I'm thinking about. I want you to kiss that person. I want you to put your arm around that child. Put your hand in the child's hair. Energetically. What you're doing is you move your life force on command. Not just by will. Uh, un unwillingly. Because when you do it to someone you love, you love that person. Every time you think of that person, you're already moving your life force to that person. That's how we know when our child is in danger because you never really let go. But on command, you'll say, I want to, I want to, I want to smell them. I want to put my lips against their cheek. And when you have an opportunity to do that, then you realize, oh, how did I do that? Because our life force is so powerful that we can learn to do it off and on all the time. So when then, when you recognize, oh, I'm already doing that. Nancy's talking about this. I can do that. When you realize you're doing it more than normal, that's when you go to Block Talk Radio. And then what the next step is, now, remember, this takes time. I don't want you to try too hard. I want you to have fun touching your family. Before you go to Block Talk Radio, let's go another step. Go to the mall. Go to a place where there's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Go to work, but you cannot ever say anything to anybody. Maybe work would be dangerous because if you picked up something. I did a, I went to um, Nevada Christmas and a child came up to me. Uh-uh, I don't want to ever do that again. No children, uh-uh. Boy was being abused. I went, oh, fudge, right? No one lies to me. You can lie all you want. I always know the truth. <laughs> Don't lie to me. My husband says I have no sense of humor. Well, I really do. But I believe everybody. And so you lie to me. You tell me a lie. You would think I'm going to believe you. I just, I won't deal with you again. So people come for readings and they lie to me. I go, really? You want to lie to me? You're paying for this and you're going to lie to me? Hello? <laughs> because I'm, I've had 33 years of people telling me the truth because they really want an answer. And I'm not, I may bring it up, but I'll never, 
disclose people unless I ask for the permission. So when you get used to this and you can move your body, you say, oh, I can do this. Let's go to the mall. Let's look at who was walking with who and see if it's going to work or not. Get that feeling of, oh. So time is the hardest, everybody. A half time, I'm right on the date. And it's happened. This woman come to me. It was 92, 91 or 92. And she says, my granddaughter's in the hospital. We're all kind of worried about her. And I says, well, something will happen the second week of February and everything will work out. She died second week in February. I think I even said the 15th of February. The child died. Wow. But it wasn't expected to live. And what she did was she didn't trick me. She just didn't tell me everything. Not everything. But I saw this on the path of the child. Boom, 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 a lot of energy. On her timeline, uh, when she, on her grandma's timeline, dealing with the child, uh, I saw this energy. And I realized the child was going to have to turn around of some sort. I didn't know the child would die. That way, mm -hmm. I didn't have to hear, when's my grandchild going to die? Because that would have froze me. But the child is in the hospital. What are you picking up for the child? And sometimes that not knowing is a way to help you get more information. Um, don't try so hard. Allow the information. Move your voice when you hear someone on the phone or if they're sitting near you. Hear only that voice because that's instant you connect. Wouldn't it be wonderful? At one time I was joking with a group of people and I said, oh, I wish there were a way to color our life force. We would look like spaghetti reaching out to everybody we know. No wonder we're tired. If you got eight, five or six kids and they're all dating and they have children, can you imagine what your spaghetti looks like? <laughs> I'd like mine to be lime green, green or something. <laughs> but it tires you out too. So sleeping good, eating well. And it doesn't matter what you eat. Um, a lot of times before entertaining, I used to eat pizza. I mean, it doesn't matter as long as you mm -hmm. normally eat pizza. Have a cup. Of, I, I like coffee, but it has to be hot because I have dry throat. And it just, you know, people say drink tea, drink honey. Well, no, it don't work for me. I've tried hot tea and it coats in my mouth. Like, look, look, look. Coke doesn't work well either. Hot coffee does. So pick your poison, everybody, right? Um, can meditation help with hearing a voice? Yes or no. The reason I kind of went yes and no on that is that we try too hard to be able to hear a voice. Mm -hmm. And what I said to you is that there are what we call, this is very important because I, tip, I do uh, past life regression work. <clears throat> There's my voice going, past life regression work. And over the years, I've realized, oh, Char was one of them. There's always somebody that's not visual. They're a feeler. And you may not know which one you are. <clears throat> so you want, I want a voice, I want a voice, I want a voice. Well, you may not literally be able to hear a voice. Something mm -hmm. inside your brain doesn't click on. You may be a feeler. So you may get the feeling of something versus hearing something. Very, very important. Very important. Um, that happened once before and the person was sitting in front of me. And we were doing a reading and he could not, um, he was trying to explain something to me. And I said, so then tell me what it felt like. And there was an abduction and he was being abducted. He got very traumatized. He was driving the, I can't tell you too much. He was driving, driving in the desert and he just started falling apart. And I says, you can't see it. 
then feel it for me. Tell me what it feels like. And what he described went, oh, shit. sometimes that's above my pay grade, everybody. I don't want I don't want to deal with UFO abduction situations. Mm -hmm. If you say what happened to because I'll tell you if I pick up something. But sometimes we're not ready to hear what happened to us. And I've always told and I showed Charlotte the same thing. I said, as long as I don't remember, I don't care. Well, guess what? I had two experiences, which I I did get. Maybe I've had so many abductions. Who knows? I don't I don't know. Or was it the only time I've ever been abducted? Well, my friends tell me, no, you're just kind of, you know, been picked up too many times. <laughs> I don't know that. Maybe I've just inherited a lot, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that we don't know how we're going to act in a crisis. We don't know how we're going to act by having memories that are painful. And so when you want to talk to somebody, they may not give you information. They may not be able to do anything but panic. And you just want to calm down. You know how to do that? Okay, remember I said you want to move your energy back and forth? You blast them with the, with the life force. And the guy at the end, he says, did you hypnotize me? I went, I have this thing I can do. And what I do is I pretend I'm a, a not a balloon, but a wave. And I wave my life force. It's tiring. You go start at the top and you just go right through the body. Calms them down every time. They go, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> they don't realize it, but it puts them mm -hmm. in a deep space. And that's when you say, don't see, tell me, feel it for me. I've done that a lot of times. And I kind of tell my secrets here, you know, like people go, I had a read from her. She did that to me. <laughs> well, how else are we going to get the information? It's very hard. And if you don't get the information immediately, you in that timeline of that thought action that they are talking about, you leap over it and see the result from the other side. Does it take time? Absolutely, it takes time. You cannot become me overnight. I want you to keep at it because I want you to be me because there's no greater gift. Here, everybody, I'm complimenting you for pushing me into this. There's no greater gift than being able to have service to other people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I would not have gotten into this if I hadn't gotten cancer. Right. So in retrospect, I had three, uh, breast cancer it was three point plus B or whatever it was, six months, it would have spread better through my whole body. Uh, had a very aggressive inside a very um, a mild, two cancers in one. And I would not have been, I would not have come into this if I hadn't suffered. Suffered enough that I wanted out of a marriage that wasn't working. It was a big catalyst. I tell God, I tell people I had, I got hit in the head with a red brick from God. Kawaka. <laughs> you didn't hear me. And I said, leave, leave, leave. You're leaving now because you're going to die. Or oh, I thought I was. And so I want you to recognize that you can do this. You want to do this. I'm going to, I've told you some things. I've got to talk quicker. I got 20 minutes before eight o'clock. The thing is, is that it's very exciting to do this. It's, it's illuminating. It's uh, a spirit man, a boy, 17 years old. Mom comes to me. I've spent this on another show, but it's perfect for this, what we're talking about. She's all mad. Where is Jason? Sue's give me permission because I will write up this about her. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to him. He's not coming to. She's very, very intuitive, way gifted, but she just doesn't want to do this, right? Um, and I said, Jason, please hear me. <laughs> Where are you? He said, tell my mother, leave me alone. I'm like, oh, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> you got to tell me where you are first. And he shows me the cosmos. And I went, really? 
can our spirit travel through the vastness of space and the black matter kind of thing getting to where we want? And he showed me that this is so cute. He was such a sweet boy. Uh, he had his hand, the one out like this, Superman was one like this. And from the belt up, he was perfectly going, da 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 da. And from the waist down, it was rocket looking, like bellows of flame shooting out his backside. <laughs> I am going across the cosmos. Leave my, tell my mother I'll be back when I'm back. She was very satisfied with that. Very satisfied. And he was going, he showed me what you would see Hubble taking a picture of. They, they call it the nursery mm -hmm. of all stars, all that filament that goes into, I, I'm, all the filament that goes like this. That's mm -hmm. where he was headed. He wanted to see that. And I go, oh, spirit can do that. I want to do that. I, I tell my kids, you know, when it's on my turn, don't miss me for a few months. I'm going to be traveling. They believe me. I want to see, I want to go to Japan. I know I've had a life there. And I want to see if I can find where I was. Just so part of me, which did make a lot of sense. And France. I saw the house and the man I was before. And I want to find that house if that's possible. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, get on to what I was. So I want to say, can meditation help with hearing a voice? Yes and no. If you do it long enough and you say, Remember, there's going to be people that can see pictures and there's going to be people that will feel it. Then the other one would be when a spirit comes and gives you information. And you can always ask your guides or spirit family to talk to you. But that takes a little time because you have to trust that that's really happening. Um, I had a girl, lady friend call today and talk about a boy in her neighborhood who's seen a ghoul, a monster. And so I put my mind to it. It was wonderful. I mean, I love doing this with her. Um, so I went to the boy that gave me the name, um, and it's a, a ghoul. And what it is is a man, a person who left their flesh, looked very young, and he's been hanging out in this little boy's bedroom for a few weeks. And the boy is scared to death. And I says, oh, it's a young man that died, and he's been looking for his son, and he's not had any success, probably has been really long time um and i asked him i said remember they don't talk well this is a human being in spirit in spirit mm -hmm. and i said tell me tell me who you are and all he showed me was uh taco bell stand remember in the old days um i so i gave cemetery tours and i'd always have taco bell for, <laughs> for the event and down the 10th and 13th street um, broadway there was one of those stucco the archway you walk in with the brick and it was the old mm -hmm. taco bells walk in eat i don't even know if they have them anymore but uh he showed me that and i told my friend that she says oh my gosh they built those all the way back into the 70s and it's very possible he did not live through one of the iraq wars or vietnam one of those vietnam was that era so he mm -hmm. might have his son he's been looking for him ever since and i said so he was talking to me and he, and he just, remember I said, hearing is very important, but I was open to be able to hear. I said, who are you? And he showed me the Taco Bell stamp. I think, well, that's not telling me anything. And then the next thing, you know, he's, he's gave me a big welling up of missing his child. <laughs> Sounds like something you would hear on, um, what's that show with the little lady that always saw the ghost and was rescuing them all the time. Very similar to 
that, I guess. And so I told the, her to talk to the family and, and be very sympathetic because this man has kind of lost his mind looking for his mm -hmm. child. And you have to approach it like you're going to talk to a person. So hearing, I needed to know. And it's not like I, I was unpolite. I just said, who are you to talk? He showed me Taco Bell, so he showed me an era. And then I says, why are you there? And he showed me a picture of a little boy. So I didn't ask my friend if this little boy was a blue-eyed blonde, but I will now tomorrow because it occurred to me. Mm -hmm. See, look at the boy thinking it's his child or was his child a blue-eyed blonde? He's looking. So you have to handle it in a way that's very sensitive to three-year-old to understand. But I was able to hear. And you have to practice all the time to be able to do that sort of thing. Meditation is a way to do it only because you are allowing your force around you to be softened, to be pliable, to be able to move it. And then when you think your mind, that connection to the spirit, they will hear you. Um, boy, it's okay. Uh, we, Sharon and I just before the shows got underway, I would like to come back and talk about UFO, ghosts, and spirits and your intuition. And how to get it? Oh, um, when you touch base in groups, and you talk to people's spirit. You're going to be able to recognize around your body who you are, what a human being feels like. Because we do, we feel similar but different. <clears throat> spirit people feel different too. <coughs> I'm getting to where I'm going to have to stop talking here. If you think about it all the time and you have enough people talk to you, then when you do a remote reading or you move your mind, you will bump into their life force. I got a lot of practice, six years worth, five or six tours a year um, at the cemetery tours. So I got really used to looking for spirit people. I got really com comfortable with feeling their life force. I got very comfortable with the idea that only people, but without the flesh. I truly believe that. I have, and this is going to be something you don't want to hear. I have never seen a demon. I have never seen a crazy, wild, awful creature. I did see a woman with an alien on her back. And it was one of the people that Karen Rossi and I will talk about in our book. Um, complete threw me off. Um, but that wasn't someone being haunted by an alien. This is a woman who had an attachment and it mm -hmm. was an alien very amazing, kind of strange. But I also saw one with a snake going through her. I also saw a woman with some kittens. So we will talk about those in the book. Um, what are the four types of intuitive thinking? Um, I got this online and there's a mental intuitive thinking, emotional. Remember I said, some people are only emotional. You can be emotional. If you've had drama or trauma in your family, your point of orientation is trauma and drama. So whenever you're around people, mall or dinner, other people you know at work, if someone else has had drama, trauma, guess what you're going to pick up initially? Okay. Psychic intuitive thinking. I think what they meant by that is manipulator energy force and moving to each other. These are words I probably wouldn't have used. Uh, spiritual intuitive thinking. I took that to be that you're in tune to spirit. And so you have open communication to talk to them, which I have. Um, I was born this way. I think it takes time. You have to be a good 
psychic first, and then you move carefully so that you trust that you, what, who you're talking to is giving you information and not your higher self. Very important to know that. As far as a mental, um, psychometry is a way for people to get information. You touch something, you pick it up. That's kind of mental. Mm. Um, mental meaning, to me, I also felt like I am a mental person. Um, when I uh, talk to people, I enter time and it's a mental way of reading. I think that needed to have more definition. A lot wasn't giving um, feel. You know your intuition is there because you'll be able to feel it. Remember, feel versus see if you let yourself do so. Are people afraid of feeling? Absolutely. Are they afraid of knowing information? Absolutely. So sometimes as human beings, we need to figure out what we're most afraid of. If you're afraid of abuse or you have UFO abductions, maybe you shouldn't talk to people that way. When mm -hmm. I felt that little boy, eight or nine years old, he really walked right up to me, he wanted to tell me something. And he didn't have to because I picked it up because he was thinking it. That was mental. And I went, oh, fudge. That was really hard. Mm -hmm. um, you feel it, your belly, and you'll get goosebumps, your skin. So sometimes when we have spirit people walk by, someone say, oh, I feel it in my face, I walk by me. Absolutely. Yeah, because the most sensitive part of your body, we all do have an area on us. That's mm -hmm. when spirit people come by, they have a higher electrical force. Because during, I learned this primarily through all the cemetery tours. They, they, people can feel it. I move the audience around and I say, volunteer, put somebody put it in the middle of a swear person. And they're always like shocked because mm -hmm. they could feel against their skin. And I think Shara told me she feels it on her face too. And, oh, my face and arms. My face and arms. And arms, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like one side of my body's more sensitive than the other kind of thing. I've heard a lot of people say that. Sometimes with me, it's tingles. Well, with me, it's tingles. You know, it's, it's a tingling sensation. And I can tell whether it's a man or a woman because it's stronger with, with men. It's just uh, um, denser. Yeah, heavier feeling. Sometimes it's even more subtle. And the only way to describe it is a knowing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, another way to harness your intuition is to first recognize when, it's, when someone is sending you a message. The signals of intuition are emotions like fear and anxiety. Remember I said earlier that what you're now, I'm not going to say prejudice, but your point of orientation could be this, that, that. So sometimes it's hard for people to say, who am I? Well, you have to be really clear with who you are. And I give homework to people. I said, go home. You want a date? All right, make a list of who you are. Mm -hmm. What are you presenting to somebody? And the person coming, what are you wanting from that person? Mm -hmm. That's the same kind of thing. Um, you have to figure out. Now, were you raised a certain way? Jehovah Witness um, um, versus Catholic versus Jewish, within those parameters, we have different thinking processes. Were you raised in the Deep South or in California like I was where we had the hippies? I had a little girl the other day at the eye doctor. Were, oh, were you alive in the 60s with the hippies? I, yes, I got married in 67. Well, what happened? What happened? I says, well, we just didn't get into it. Um, we were academical interest and uh, athletes and doom buggy peoples. And, but didn't mean I didn't enjoy the clothing. I had some really cute right. things. I never got into any of the other things. She was almost disappointed. She probably wanted me to tell her all kinds of like, but anyway, so that's that. Um, 
The signals of intuition and emotions like fear and anxiety, but also physical sensations. Remember I told you about the skin, like feeling tense and persistent thoughts, dreams, and suspicions. Absolutely. Who suspects something? You're probably picking up some. If a persistent negative thought pops in your head all the time, pay attention to that for sure. Um, in all these years, I've had a couple people say, oh, I dreamt, I have a, a, some in my life now, and he calls me, I had this dream. And he's actually writing almost like a book. He's so good at dreams. I'm like, oh, I wish I had better dreams. Well, we all take medications as you get a little older. So maybe I'm not going to be able to have the dreams at this point. Just amazing. Uh, Ruthie uh, lived in Auburn, and she was a professional psychic. She would take your question, and she would take it. She'd go to bed at night. She'd write your question out, and she'd dream an answer. Wow. That, to me, is, like, amazing. That's cool. That's cool. That's really cool. It was very fun. I just, she just never worried about her intuition, never getting read. She just like, I'll just dream it for you. I go, I never asked her anything, but she moved into a senior complex, um, Auburn Ravine. Um, it's like four or five stories. Everybody probably know where it is. Ruthie had third level apartments. I went to visit her. She was very proud of it. She had everybody, a, a, oh, Ruthie, she does dreams. <laughs> Yes, she did. It was so fun. She was really hit right off. <laughs> um, one of the most overlooked sig signals of intuition is confusion. I'm not positive I know what that means, but if you have a lot of discord in your life, a lot of confusion, it could be that the signals you're getting is disrupted because the people around you are disrupting you. Right. Um, what does intuition sound like? A lot of people describe the intuition as a soft whisper. Mm, haven't I? I get it a lot of. I think everybody's so individualized. There are people that feel it, like emotions, anxiety, whatever, whatever. Some people have that gut. I have to act on this, and they'll run over and do something. Other people will get visual movies, like I do. Like I see pictures, right, pictures, right, right. like that. So every one of us, what does intuition sound like? I think it comes in every way possible. Um, and then I would say, if you're listening to intuition, I would like to hear something. You have to practice and keep asking. I want to hear, mm -hmm. I want to hear, I want to hear. Um, and, and are you confident with trusting your intuition? That is what I said. You have to practice every day. If I go to the store, will I find what I want? When you go to the store, what side of the street do I park on the, um, the building? This way that. Keep asking questions. Mm -hmm. After a while, your intuition would nudge you and you'll have that sense. Well, this is what I have to do. Okay, four more minutes. Um, if you're in an emergency situation, you may hear it with a strong sense of urgency. Absolutely. There are 12 things you can try. I say try to get started. Now, remember, we all do it differently. You can mm -hmm. meditate to learn the peripherals of the body. Take a chance on following your gut instinct. Absolutely. I don't know about this. Start doing daily body scans for what? <laughs> I think it's intuition starts with you maybe meditating, doing the peripheral body and trusting that your life force is as powerful as you want it to be. And I would always add, be physically fit. Exercise, eat well, get a lot of sleep, absolutely. Learn what electricity is, absolutely. Uh, spend time outdoors. Yes, sun time is healing. D3, everybody needs that. It keeps your body healthy. Um, everything is living. I was driving the desert coming, doing an event in California and looked over at the cactus and the cactus showed me communication. I want to draw this. It's like the energy of the life force was above their heads and all these cactus had this film above them. And I went, 
oh my gosh, what am I looking at? And they were all talking to each other. I went, first, last time I saw that. But also, I can feel trees thinking. And they send their thoughts into the ground and they touch each other that way. I thought, I know it, right? Why not try? So, okay, ask your intuition a question. Remember I said those are the, the feelings. The one here is what my client in Texas does, journaling. If you get a lot of hits, and I'm very bad at this because I read and write all the time, just really is keeping the journal. Um, I call friends up and I say, okay, I got this, and da-da-da-da. And so I've told enough people that is your validation. Absolutely. If you keep a journal, that is your validation that you are doing what you need to do. This is one that kind of was interesting. Draw, doodle, or start art journal. Yes, that's possible. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times, even tonight, I always have paper. I never know when I'm going to put my pencil to paper. And after a while, I do believe that automatic writing is a form of trusting your instinct and let your higher self speak through your pen or pencil. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can you teach someone to be intuitive? We were running out of time, sweetie. Um, <laughs> you can. I encourage you that the greater gift is the service for others. But when you learn something, training somebody else reinforces what you have already learned for yourself. So mm -hmm. passing it on is absolutely, that's why I'm doing these shows, everybody. Uh, you can increase your intuitive capacity with practice, whether you are beginning or more advanced. Remember that you already have intuitive capabilities on the planet. Without a doubt, everybody has some degree that can be increased if you take the time. Some people are more intuitive than others, but everyone has some inherent skill. Go back mm -hmm. to this. Um, there was a day in the time I was six years old. I ran and jumped in my father's arms and says, please don't go. We'll never see you again. And he was killed that weekend that he left to go to Las Vegas. So as a six-year-old, I was doing this. When he died, mm -hmm. he came back and visited. My sister and I, we slept in the same bed. She, she, I don't remember her being awake when he would show up, but I was. And I remember looking at him thinking, he looked different. And then I would tell his, his mother, and she kept audio, the real to real. I remember standing there and her, talking to her and telling her what dad had said. As mm -hmm. a six-year-old. So we are born this way. A lot of us have it. Right. That doesn't mean that you can't also do this. I had no idea what was going on. When I told my mother, uh, jumped in his arms and I said what I said, you know what I remember? I remember his body hugging him, but I remember my, my mother's fist going, don't you do that again. Blah, blah. What was interesting is he knew he was going to die. He took a life insurance policy out at midnight, April 1st, 1955. He was killed at two, between 2 and 2.30, April 1st, 1955. And so he got an insurance policy that covered my mother. <clears throat> Talk about, you know, maybe his father told him he's going to die. Who knows? I, I don't know. But that's um, quite astounding. You know, my son had the gift. He was six, seven years old. And we had horses. And um, he and his dad were down the fence repairing electrical line one of the horses that run into it and my daughter and I would look out the window the skinny little kid that resembled me I was a tiny little thing and uh, he walked up to the house came in the house says when I'm down there don't talk about me <laughs> six six years old little skinny guy walking up the hill like I'm going to tell mom to stop talking about me you probably call nice. me right now are you talking about me <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, everybody. I talked way too fast. I hope you got some notes. Remember I said you can do a scribe. And if I said something you want to capture again, you can get it that way. Okay. And give us a, give us a thumb up. Helps Char's show. And if, if you're listening to this, do me a favor and go to my channel, Nancy Matt Psychic, and sign up because I'll be doing um, my show pretty soon. Okay, Char, take over. Yes. Okay, and this all lines up, and how convenient of the topic, from my class on Sunday, guys. When Nancy was talking about, you know, so some people see this stuff as a playback, some people see it as a video, some people, you know, see it as other things. That class that I'm teaching on Sunday now, this is it's for people that have abilities already. And it's to narrow down where your abilities lie. So you might be, you know, clear audience might be your thing. You know, or, or like Nancy says, you, you, you see these, these playback of things in front of you. That's what we do. I have exercises for that. And we see where your talents lie. And to mm -hmm. improve. And well, you, know, you, you guys know what you're strongest with first. Yes. What's your strongest with, then work from there. Yeah. Find your strongest and then. Yeah, so that's that. part of that class. So if you guys want to take a class on that, Sunday it'll be 5 p.m. Pacific. Check out the California Hot Speed Up, and it's all right there. Or if you're into meditation and you want to find out that way, we're going to be doing that too. So that's going to be Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific. So check it out, California Hot Speed Up. The links are at the bottom. Anyhow, lot, it's been a great show. I, I hope. I didn't rush through. Yeah, it yeah, was good. It was a big, big really one. And you also have that thing where, you know, with the balloon and the and the uh, energy that you yeah. talked about, that's yeah. how I teach people to um, cover themselves in, in the white light for protection. Same way. But, you know, that's kind of cool, too. But um, we did the, the balloon way back in 90. Right. right. And I never really paid attention to the peripheral of our bodies. Right. The right. Right. So it's, it's all, all right. interesting. So it's all related. So if you guys are interested in learning more about your psychic abilities, come on down on Sunday and join me for class. And if you want to do meditation where you could uh, understand your health, because when we do these, when I do the guided meditation for health, we start down at your toes and we start working our way up so you can learn to, to feel and yeah. sense what's going on with your body. Okay. I, I, can, I can teach you all that. All right. That being said, we're going to end this puppy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I'll give you Nancy's, Nancy's contact information and all that good stuff. I will be back tomorrow. Let me double check the time. Let's make sure it's 6.30, maybe at 5. Let me double check this. Let me calendar this up here. Nope, 6.30. Okay, I will be back. Is it 6.30? Hang on a second. I'm going to go to Facebook and look like everybody else. Watch. Let me double check that time because somebody wanted to go earlier. Yeah, someone wanted to go earlier, and I can't remember if it was for this week or next week. I get so many, you know, when I'm, when I'm dealing with all these people and booking them, it's like I get like 20, you know, 15, 20 emails, and I'm trying to sort out who's, who wants to do what, and you know. Where else could it just go to your site and look? I know, it's too simple. <laughs> I adore them all, but sometimes it's just too simple. Let me cruise up Facebook here and look. You know what? I put out too many videos. I've been to that conclusion too. Okay. So, yeah, 6 30 tomorrow. There she is. So, Carmen Turner Shop will be with us tomorrow. And she is a lady who uh, is an astrologer and she specializes in helping people live their life via their astrology houses. 
So you might be, you know, you might be in the house of Jupiter. You might be in the house of Aquarius. That's what she specializes in. So she'll be here tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. Here's Nancy's information, and then we'll leave you guys alone. Okay. Okay, we got websites. NancyMats.com, NancyMatsAuthor.com, the N, M, and A are capped, and YouTube.com forward slash NancyMatsPsychic, the N, M, and P is capped. I help get me out of this funk. Nancy Matz and her books. Two worlds developing your psychic skills. And the unwilling sacrifice. You can get those at Amazon. And once again, if you like what you guys saw tonight, share it with five people. If you hated it, share it with five of your enemies. We're just trying to get the word out on the show. And if you're watching from Facebook and, and, and you like what you saw tonight, Please hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. Same thing with YouTube. If you if you like what you heard and saw tonight, you're on YouTube, hit that su subscribe button. Okay? It'll alert you when we have uh, new, uh, new shows coming up. It's been a long day. New shows coming up. All right. Well, I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, with Carmen Turner Shot. Have a great one, Good everybody. Night. Good night, everybody.